from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report. I'm your host, Scott Hammer, along with Ron Miller. Oh, man, that volume was up too high, Scott. Oh, that's not my fault. You shattered my eardrums. What little bit of my hearing is left is gone. Got a, a big show for you tonight. We have a couple Schroyers in the studio, Roddy Schroyer and uh, son RJ. So we're going to talk some uh, dirt late model racing and some uh, motocross, as a matter of fact. Scott, our first. In, in 83 shows, it's, the, it's our first with a professional motocross racer. Professional? You get paid to do that? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Not much. Yeah, Not much. it's, okay. it's kind of like dirt track racing in general. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, also on the show, we got we got some pretty big announcements coming up. Uh, we'll cover a little bit later. Their name's still being tossed around, but it's a pretty big event. Uh, I'm th- excited about this. Oh, I am real excited. So. And you know, it, it could be kind of a pilot project for something. That, that, and it's something different. Yeah, that turns into something big. It really could be. And and I and I'm really pleased with the people that are involved with it. Uh, Oops. Because they 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 like your idea. That's that's why you're pleased, right? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Uh, thanks. Oh, and and, and oh. just so that we can toss it out, and I know those folks are listening. Um, try uh, try this for a name, uh, and it was suggested by my favorite wife, and uh, she said Dirty Thursday. Details on that coming up a little bit later. Yeah, absolutely, stick around for that. Uh, Coming at you live simultaneously for the first time on... Whoa. That, those are loud. You want to turn that down. Yeah, turn them volume. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. I don't even need to put them on. And you were just going to announce our high-tech... <laughs> yeah, that had nothing, has nothing to do with us broadcasting live simultaneously on Facebook. Uh, Facebook Live, we're always Facebook Live. Hi, Chris. Uh, Chris says hello on our facebook live uh but we are also on youtube live for the very first time and uh twitter periscope as a matter of fact all at the same time so uh if you're not a fan of facebook there's other ways to uh now take in the show live you can watch in addition to uh listening to the podcast on iHeartRadio or stitcher or spotify or google or itunes at at whatever time you want whenever you want yeah but uh yeah i mean if you're a big fan of youtube you can switch over to youtube right now and just Search uh, Hammerdown Racing Report. Yeah, and so, we're there. So if there's any glitches tonight, this is the first time we're doing this. That's that's why. Let us know so we can uh, work them out for any uh, future issues, future shows. I think it's this microphone that stinks. Oh, that's what I'm. <laughs> that's what's happening. Hold on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> A little bit of Lysol helps. Uh, visit Hammerdown. Oh, that's strong. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Visit HammerdownRacingReport.com. Um, <laughs> we got links to everything there, our uh, Twitter, our Facebook, our brand-new Twitter. We just started after the show last week, by the way. So uh, that's a first two. Right. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. It's at uh, HammerReport. Okay. I could. It was the best I could do since we're late to the Twitter game. All the good names were taken. So or, Hammer or Report t- is – Ours uh, would have been too long, too. Yeah, so. Well, that's the other problem, yeah. so – but uh, Hammer Report, ha- Scott, Hammer Report. that Lysol's it's clear over here, I dude. got it in my face, so <laughs> that was stronger than I thought. Uh, 
where was I? Uh, listened. Uh, we did all that. Uh, oh, yeah, we have uh, those new sponsorship opportunities as well. That's listed on HammerdownRaceryReport.com uh, with our live broadcasts, uh, live on location broadcasts. And our uh, first quarter audience uh, data is on there as well. As we mentioned last week, we had 71,300 minutes viewed or listened uh, of the show. I'm going down. And uh, 25,718 episode views, plays, and downloads. That's that, it. Really so, is amazing. So, Scott. I mean, there's there's a we got a pretty good uh, audience up there, so that's pretty cool. Despite our <laughs> problems with microphones and chairs, and and it's all you. We Scott. appreciate you sticking with us. It's all you, you, buddy. And maybe that's part of the appeal of the show is you never know what's going to happen next. Uh, speaking of which, we have the breaking news coming up a little bit later. Keep teasing that. Ah, uh, absolutely. I'm excited about that. I, I am too. Uh, before we get to that. I want to mention uh, tonight on the show, veteran late model racer Roddy Schroyer and uh, son joining us as well, R.J. Schroyer. Uh, again, we'll be talking to them more directly about their racing careers and the different paths that uh, that they're on and uh, maybe learning some more about motocross. I've been to one motocross event, yeah, um, and that was uh, at the Delta track. Delta? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there. Okay. Yeah, many so. times. So I don't really have a vast knowledge of uh, motocross, so we're going to learn some stuff. You may have actually seen RJ race. It was quite a few years ago. Well, he's been doing it quite a few years. Yeah, for a long time, yeah. All right. So we'll get to know them a little bit later, uh, a little bit better a little bit later. First, uh, I want to mention Ron Miller Race Cars out of Lamberville, Michigan. All your race car parts you need, like these things. Right. And... uh, race cars and work and stuff and uh yeah we, we've you do everything uh, we've got a buick Complete we've service. got a buick grand national there that we're doing a back half on so uh gonna be a, a drag race car and you finally uh, got my car out of the shop i did i, I was kind of concerned about having to uh, cut this buick grand national apart but the customer cut it apart for us so all we've got to do is put it back together um, uh, i just Thought it was kind of sacrilege, but what do I know? So pretty much he'll do anything. Yeah. 734-856-7223. That's 856-RACE. Uh, give Ron a call anytime, day or night. Free advice. We're making some roof caps for uh, uh, some greenhouses this week. So, yeah, we, we do it all. <laughs> Any specials going on this week? Oh, no. Any, uh, there was that uh, issue that, about fuel at a particular track do you have any of that or i saw that wallace race products is is going to be selling some out of their shop not at the track right right um as far as i know right now uh no one has stepped forward um all right to to take care of it weekly yeah talk more about that later so uh racers aren't caught off guard that are headed out and uh, uh, if the management at that track wants to message you um if they have found someone, we'd sure like to know. Yeah, I think she was on here, so uh, yeah. She's got my number. Go ahead and text me. My phone's turned down. I might pay attention to it. Um, racing uh, this past weekend was uh, pretty much non-existent, unfortunately, due to the uh, Easter holiday and the weather. Speaking of which, we have the weekend weather pit stop coming up a little bit later. Special uh, guest meteorologist uh, doing that tonight. I sent it, the, it won't be Ryan Wakeman. No, nah, I sent the information over to him uh, too late, and apparently he had already left. So really? I missed him. Yeah, it was a busy day. I for, had other work to do. So. Must have been a busy day for Ryan too, yeah. because he should have been calling you. He should have, because uh, 
Well, we'll talk about the weather a little bit later. <laughs> but uh, Attica Raceway Park, of course, was rained out. They were supposed to have the double header, header with the uh, All Stars, the Spring Nationals. Um, uh, oh yeah, that's why I have this. We're, we'll talk about that uh, coming up a little bit later because that's going to be this weekend. Now tomorrow, right. as a matter of fact, they're going to condense everything into one day. But we'll tell you more about that a little bit later. We uh, talk about uh, the upcoming races for this weekend. Toledo Speedway was uh, rained out as well. They uh, had the Ross Mortgage Spring 200 that was supposed to be run on Saturday. Right, and with the their uh, the Outlaw Late Models plus the uh, ARCA CRA cars would have been a good show. Yeah. So uh, that's you, been rescheduled for... You seem distracted, Scott. June 30th. I am a little bit. I was, I was thinking of something. I thought I had made a mistake on something, but I think I'm all right. But, uh, yeah, that uh, event's going to be made up on uh, June 30th. Crystal Motor Speedway was about the only track in action that was closest to our area this past weekend. And Big car counts up there. because Nobody else was racing. That's it. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, Logan Arts out of uh, Vesterberg, Michigan, held off Rusty Schlink up there for a late model feature win. It was a pretty good race. I was watching it, it, that. It was, mind. yes. Uh, NASCAR and ARCA at Talladega this weekend. The uh, ARCA General Tire 200 is going to be tomorrow at 6 p.m. You can watch that on Fox Sports 1. The Xfinity Series will be uh, racing the Money Lion 300 on Saturday at 1, also on Fox Sports 1. And the Cup Series at Talladega on Sunday for the Geico 500. It's going to be Sunday at 2. You can watch that on Fox or you can listen to that on our sister station, 1037 CKY, which is also available on iHeartRadio. And the oh, cup sorry. cars, for the first time in Lord knows how many years, will be running without the restrictor plates. Yeah, I've seen some things that's going to be a little unpredictable. Yeah, big blades, so they're hoping that, that the spoilers slow the cars down, but they're going to have horsepower again. We'll see how this works. I was reading an article, I didn't put it in my prep here, uh, just before we came on, that uh, I guess the changes NASCAR has made has created more green flag passing this year compared to years past you know scott so uh, by the numbers i guess they're saying the racing's better yeah um it, it kind of depends on the race some of the races and i've watched them all this year or coming so, from the guy who uh <laughs> hates nascar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no don't miss can't miss one of them hate that stuff but the, at some tracks the, their their new aero package has worked out really well at other tracks maybe not so much i don't know the jury's okay. still out. Well, and this will be the first time at uh, the previous restrictor track, restrictor plate tracks, uh, that they got this new package because they didn't run this at Te- or at uh, Daytona. Right. So a lot of unknowns, and it uh, could be interesting here. Getting dirty on asphalt on Dirty Thursday. Yeah, that's what Chris Mai said. Okay. okay. I'm catching up on some of the comments here. Uh, yes, someone has contacted us and will be at the track starting May 4th for the fuel. Okay. Issue. So we'll talk about that later and what that's all about. Um, NASCAR has uh, revealed the format and rules for the 2019 All-Star Race at Charlotte Motor Speedway coming up on May 18th. That's the weekend before the 600, Coca-Cola 600, I believe. Uh, the car is being tweaked uh, again. This is going to be a little bit different thing again. A little different yeah, arrow They're, they're going to be uh, doing some Gen 7 car things. Um uh, what is it? they're tweaking the splitter in the hood area with the possibility of these changes being incorporated into the Gen 7 car that is uh, going to be coming out next year. No, two years, 2021. Race will be run in four stages, 30 laps, 
two 20 lap stages and a 15 green flag lap final stage, which is uh, up from an increase of five laps total. Oh, for qualifying. No, that's uh, that's uh, that, this is, the that's race. The race. For, a race format. And four stages. Four stages. 15 laps. First stage is 30. Yep. Then two 20 lap stages. And then the last uh, 15 lap, and that's going to be all green flag. So it'll really? be like uh, your local short track caution laps. Well, that's count. pretty. Hmm. So there's that. And uh, really, that's about all the uh, other news I heard about that kind of stuff. So let's move forward into this uh, breaking news uh, we we're talking about, getting dirty on the, uh, the You're asphalt. sure you want to do that? No, well, let's hold that off. Let's wait a little bit. Yeah, let, let's interview Roddy and RJ. <laughs> okay, well, I got some other things here. Uh, okay. Lucas Oil Late Models have already canceled uh, this weekend's events in Illinois. Uh, they were scheduled to race Tri-City Speedway in Macon uh, as well. So those have already been canceled because of the weather. Again, we'll have our own weekend weather pit stop coming up a little bit later. None of the tracks around here have canceled yet. Eldora has uh, moved their time up for their start on Saturday. Originally, they were going to start at 7.30. Now, uh, I believe it's 2 o'clock. For some reason, I didn't put that in here. But I'm pretty sure they're starting racing starting at 2. I think gates open at 11. Okay, so if you were planning on going to Eldora this weekend, Get there please early. check their website. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and keep an yeah. eye on, on yeah, social media or their website for any changes in that because the weather seems yeah. to not be. Yeah, yeah. if you plan on I the. Think we're taking a step back this weekend. Yeah, you, uh, if you look at their original schedule, you just might could be a little bit light. Yeah. So what, what, this seems, has this been something that's been done before with uh, racetracks changing start times? There's this kind of a El, new, Eldora a recent seems like, phenomenon. Eldora seems like they can do it, yeah. Well, I mean, like last year, Fremont changed their opener. They pushed it back so it was an earlier start time as opposed to a regular 7 o'clock time. That was because it was right. freezing cold in right. the middle of April last year. It just seems like in like 10 years ago or even more than that, before social media and people were so connected, it seemed like that would be harder well, to I, do, I, to communicate I, and, I, and I think social media has really changed that. So that's a positive of social media as opposed to the people that get on there and bitch about stuff. You said a bad word. I did. <laughs> it's all right. We can say that. It's just a female dog. That's right. Mm-hmm. You have. You get a bitch at home, don't you? Well, she's not anymore, but she used to was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. Um... <laughs> a little bit uh, more uh, Talladega news here, which I thought was kind of cool because I li- I just like this guy's name, Stanton Barrett. Oh yeah, because I always used to, when I first heard his name, I thought he said Standon Barrett. I was like, why, why is this? Why do they oh. keep saying Standon Barrett? <laughs> okay, Scott. Like, I don't know what that means. This go- uh, this show's going to hell in a handbasket. Stanton <laughs> Stanton Barrett's returning to uh, NASCAR Cup racing this weekend at Talladega. He's going to be piloting the number fifty two Chevy for Rick Ware Racing. It is his first Cup Series start on a super speedway. Uh, he's actually uh, fresh off doing some stunt work for the upcoming John Wick 3 movie. So really? Pretty cool, yeah. Uh, another driver will be making his uh, Cup debut, his very first race in Cup uh, Series action. It's going to be three-time Truck Series champ Justin Haley. He's going to be driving the 77 Chevy for Spire Motorsports. Okay. Uh, Dale Earnhardt uh, Sr.'s ex-wife, mother of Dale Jr. and Kelly, passed away. Uh, earlier this week, Monday, as a matter of fact, Brenda Jackson was 65. She uh, was battling cancer, I guess. Uh, Dirt Car has, uh, this is something that we kind of talked about, hinted at, that we wanted to be breaking news on a few weeks ago um, regarding Atomic Speedway. Yeah. 
we've kind of got half of it announced, I guess. Sort of. Yeah. Well, Dirt, Dirt Car has released this. This is on their website. Uh, Dirt Car Racing has added 13 new tracks in Ohio and uh, East regions for the 2019 season with competitors ultimately racing for the Dirt Car UMP Modified National Championship. So we're talking modified here. Right. That's what was announced. Uh, in the Ohio region, those tracks include Atomic Speedway, uh, Jackson County Speedway, Mansfield Motor Speedway, Midway, uh, Midway Speedway, and Muskegon County Speedway. Those uh, tracks will join Eldora, Lima Land, Oakshade, and Attica, Portsmouth, and Bowler Raceway. How you didn't have Attica on here? Well, shame on them. Yeah, and this is from the dirt car. Oh, that's right, because it's you were talking modifieds. Oh yeah, that would that would make well. Well, I guess Oakshade does run modifieds. Right, a couple times. Couple times. So, so but yeah, that was the kind of the news that. Now, uh, what about be that other dirt division? Car sanction. Well, what other division do they run there? I guess there's uh, still work being done on that. That, that other division. That I'm not sure we're allowed to talk about. Okay. So, but I'm sure people could probably put the uh, the things together. I, apparently I can't. Uh, I came across a video from ABC News uh, this past week. I put it up on uh, my WIOT blog thing about uh, race car drivers being real athletes. And it seems like this has been an argument that's gone back through the ages, ever since auto racing has been around. What do you think? What's your opinion? See, because I, I look it, at myself, I'm like, technically I race, but I don't think I'm an athlete. You know, I, I can't keep up with my kid. Me I personally, stairs, I, used, I, I used to be, but I'm okay. not sure anymore. Um, I mean, I, granted, I, I, at, I at did, the upper def- levels of NASCAR and IndyCar and all that, those, those, guys, those guys, they, they got they, trainers. They, they're they absolutely out. have to be to run the endurance that they do. I, I mean, and, the, those races are, are brutal. And and what's this? Jimmy Johnson uh, just finished uh, the Boston Marathon in the top like fifteen percent. Right. So you know that's saying something. He's competing with some pretty good runners there. Absolutely. So so I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things. And some people are like, ah, as you get in the car and you turn left, they ain't they're not an athlete. No, it it takes a lot. It really does. And and hand eye coordination is is a huge thing. And uh, a lot of people don't have. Well, that. then you're a video game player, right? Yeah. Or not. <laughs> it's a lot different playing a video than he, he knows. He drove the car mm-hmm. last summer, and, and he's an athlete, but okay. he found out how hard they are to drive. Yeah, yeah race car drivers are 100% athletes. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now he said you're an athlete. Did you play uh, some other sport? I played baseball growing okay. up. Um, are baseball players athletes? <laughs> like, like they get paid good. I know that. It's a whole other show. <laughs> a, lot, a lot better than we do. Yeah. yeah. I guess it kind of comes down to what's the definition of an athlete, right? Right. Because, I mean, I don't know. Are, are sumo right. wrestlers athletes? I suppose they are, but they're probably going to, you probably could outrun them in a, uh, a dash or something. Uh, I, would, dash. I would think so, yeah. So I guess it just kind of depends I, on the sport. Scott, I would yeah. take that challenge. If would you? <laughs> yeah, I really would. All right. <laughs> this summer, look out. Ron Miller versus a sumo racer in the 60-meter dash. There we go. <laughs> it's a headlining act right there. <laughs> I think I can All still right. do 100 meters if you want. <laughs> you want to you wanna hold off on that announcement yet here? Or yeah, I think to we these better. guys. Okay. Yep. Eldora has a flex starting time for opening night for the past couple of years. Oh. Dave says uh, Eldora's had a, a flex uh, starting time for opening night the past couple of years. So makes so sense, especially watch, if you can easily communicate it. So watch that, their Facebook page. Yeah. Watch their website. And especially this weekend with the weather. Um, so 
So we got uh, Roddy Schroyer and R.J. Schroyer in the studio, and uh, let's uh, let's start with 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 Roddy here because I'm assuming you have the longer career. I'm guessing <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so how long have you been racing? Well, and pull I, that mic up close to you there. I started racing motorcycles. So is that how that how he got into it? Well, sure. the whole Schroyer family okay. raced motorcycles at one. Yeah, my whole okay. family raced motorcycles. Gotcha. And um, other than my dad. He, he never, I mean, he raced a few enduro races, but I started racing bikes in 1973, and then I started cars in 1982. And then I still raced bikes, too, though, until, like, 96, so I was doing it both. Okay. Um, but then... Uh, so how'd you get into the cars, though? Uh, uh, my uncle was just, racing just from USAC, the enduros? Oh, okay. And he'd called me and said he had a Chevy Nova sitting around if I wanted to come and get it. I think I paid $350 for it, and I went to a fence company and got fence posts for a roll cage, which (laughs) people don't want to start out the way I did. But, um, and I loved it. And and it was getting, you know, I was probably 24. Well, I was 22 when I got my first race car, but it's just bikes take a lot out of you. And um, the cars were easier, and I was having fun doing it. And um, I've just been doing it ever since. So uh, the bikes take a big physical toll. Yeah, they're they're hard on your body and and you have to be in shape. I mean, if you want to if you want to run good, uh, you have to be in good shape. You got to be able to hang on. Um, it's a rough sport. Where what tracks did you uh, run at when you first started the the racing the four wheel racing with stock cars? Yeah, I started. I think my first race was at Oakshade, but okay. then because I, I started at the end of '82. So the racing was almost over with. So I went to Indiana and I ran four different asphalt tracks and hated asphalt. So I couldn't wait for Oakshade to start up in 83. And then I've just been on dirt ever since. Did you run at uh, Brian as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought Oakshade, I remember seeing Friday your name and Saturday in some of those and Brian old and Sunday. Um, Crystal. I mean, I, I think I've been to 20 different racetracks. But oh, we, it has to be more than that with the Australian same. tracks. Yeah, I, I thought we ran maybe five or six over there. Right. <clears throat> so you ran uh, down in Australia as well? Mm-hmm. When, uh, what year was that? Was that with him when he won? The winter of 99-2000. Yeah. Okay. Did you win? Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he was the showboat. We, okay. Ran, okay. we ran eight races, and I won five of them. So no matter what, you won more than he won. He won one, my brother won one, and Brad Blake won one. Talking about uh, who's Todd? partly American anyway. Todd, yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. All three of us put up, went to Ron's shop, put them in a container, and shipped our cars over there. I remember that. Uh, I remember hearing about Wade Onger was the announcer down at, at Millstream, and uh, he brought a couple of Aussie racers over, and uh, they, they were just trying to get late models started over there at that time. And uh, they kept saying, oh, we're going to have you guys over at Australia. And yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, that that's never going to happen. We just figured it was smoke. It did. Yeah. So speak, that, speaking of Todd, what uh, what's, he has, I haven't seen him in quite a few years. When was the last time he's been in a, a race car? Uh, when he drove for Grandpa, and, and that would have been, let's see, 2008, probably about 2005. Yeah, so that was be a the last ago. time he's drove, yeah. So what's he doing now? Just working. Okay. He's his wife won't let him race. She says it's too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do when you're when you're not racing? 
Help him out? Okay. Help him. So you're still involved in the motocross uh, yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, when did you start uh, driving the late model? I bought my very first late model in 1992, the end of 92. Again, I got it at the end of the season. There was only a couple races. So then I raced it in all of 93, and then 94 I won the first championship at Oakshade. When was your first championship at Oakshade? 95 and 96, and Roddy, you were 98 again? Yeah, 94, 98, and 2008. That's right. You got a championship recently. I've forgotten about that. Well, well within 2008. Well, <laughs> for some reason, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, doesn't seem that long to me anymore. I don't know. <laughs> yep. But uh, did any uh, championships at any other tracks? No, I finished second at, at Millstream. Rick DeLong won. I was second. Um, that's one of them that won. Ron won Oakshade. Um, I never did really chase championships i just like the race okay you know i, I just I, I enjoyed it that's all i ever wanted to do yeah you know, even on the bikes i just i rode every single day and raced every weekend now do you have a, a favorite track i don't know that i have a favorite because they're all a little different and they all they're all different to drive and um west virginia motor speedway was a nice track when remember when we went right. down there that was yeah, a nice absolutely. track um eldora's fun but I never really had a big enough motor, but it was always fun. Um, Oakshade's fun because of the competition. It's, I've had fun at all of them, except the asphalt tracks. Crystal for the dealer's choice race, those those yeah. were fun. Yep. Now, how many times have you retired? Oh, a couple. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I retired, I should have, I totaled a car, and I stayed away for a while. And then I thought, well, I'm okay now. Next week, I had another car. I was back <laughs> racing again. And then it's, you know, after Grandpa said he was selling his race car, which Alan bought, um, I figured then I was done. But it just so happens I was walking through the pits at Oakshade one night, and I heard Alan tell his driver at the time that he better find another driver. Or the driver said, you better find another driver because um, I'm done after tonight. And I, I just said, I'll drive it. And kept right on walking. And the next morning, he called me up and said, you want to drive for me? And I said, yes. And, <laughs> and you're talking about Alan, Alan Blake. Blake. Alan Blake yeah. from Australia. Australian, yeah, okay. And it's been nine years now. So what is your? what do you consider your status right now as far as being a racer? Part-time. Part-time, okay. That's a good answer. Just That's when Alan's here. It. We race. We have fun. Um, so primarily, you're just running, running Alan's car. Yes. And all the other times when he's not here, it sits... Sits in my barn. Okay. And then I go with him. Doing the motocross yep. thing. Cool. Yep. Um, well, while Alan's here, they do a good job on, on keeping Corona in business, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you, you, we were talking before the show, you asked uh, Alan if you could take it out to Oakjay this weekend for some hot laps. Right? Yes. And so, I haven't heard back yet, so that must mean I'm okay to go. No, that's what we're thinking. That's what that means. <laughs> but, uh, Alan, you didn't say no. Right. <laughs> How many times uh, have you been called roadie? Um, from Billy Paxton, every single time. <laughs> um, a lot. Just because you spell your name a little differently than you would think Roddy with two mm -hmm. Ds. You just have one D. So. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I don't remember. I don't know why I've always known as Roddy, but um, 
what uh, what what's your most fondest memory from uh, any night of racing in your career? Is there one that stands out? Uh, I know you've had quite a few of them. Um, well, obviously the Australian ones. Um, those running in Australia. Yeah, running over there and and, and signing autographs won. till two in the morning. Yeah, I mean we we were always made sure we were the last ones there. Uh, if anyone wanted to talk or hang around, we made sure we stayed. So th- that was a big part, and I think one of my, as a driver for my my best I ever did was starting 18th at the feature at Oakshade one night and won. It was a snorkel race. I mean, I was pretty proud of that. But like I say, I I just been, I just like to race. I don't I don't like to showboat or anything like that. I just want to race. Now, you have any? Did did you have any like uh, rivals or anybody you considered like a rival? during your career at any point during your career not really a rival but as far as someone to race with and have a lot of fun ron and i always did okay always we're racing together and and slide jobbing each other and they just had a lot of fun now hillard hillard, it's, it's, hillard it's, miller's told a story uh when we had him in here a few weeks ago about something that happened at, at uh millstream uh did, have you guys had any uh any contact or, or, or disagreements about things on the track um not so much and if, oh, okay. if we did we it was it wasn't an argument after the races i mean okay. ron used to pay for the aluminum on my race car and everything <laughs> oh so, so i didn't mind denting it right <laughs> the hardest he ever hit me was going the scales because he said he could it was his aluminum <laughs> <laughs> okay Makes sense. so uh what, what are your plans uh for this year uh, Alan comes in June 12th, which I believe is a Tuesday. So I'm sure we'll start. We may even go to Attica that Friday night. I don't, it usually takes him a few days to get his jet lag gone, oh, but, yeah. but he still wants to go racing. So was it like seven or eight o'clock in the morning in Australia right now? Yeah. So <laughs> 12 yeah. hours right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> whatever, whatever he wants to do, um, you know, no, you run uh, every week that he or weekend that he's here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. He's fun to talk to too. Yeah, so. he's a nice guy. He, he might be listening to this eventually, if not live. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you're gonna run the summer nationals then? Will he still be here then? How long is he staying? He he usually stays about a uh, four weeks, five weeks. Okay. So I think he'll be here for the birthday race. So you plan to write you would like to so, so the, yeah he should be here <laughs> okay. for the yeah. two summer national races awesome. looking forward to that um i think that was all the things i had on here some of my scott some of my favorite racing memories are with roddy and uh especially back in the the old brian days and uh we we would either one of us could get out in front especially in a heat race and uh back it down just a little bit and wait for the other one and <laughs> we just had a lot of fun yep it was and 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 like roddy said slide jobs and whatever it took to to make it look like a great race uh chris mize wants to know if uh, you might be racing october 3rd we no. haven't made that announcement yet so i don't know if you know what we're talking <laughs> right. about i don't know what you're talking about yet so <laughs> okay. as of right now no okay All right. well. <laughs> from what i know <laughs> we got a big announcement coming up shortly <laughs> all right i'll let right. you know then yeah. <laughs> ask alan yeah uh, let's let's talk to uh to rj here uh now you're 
you're keeping the family tradition going uh, with the the motocross thing, right? Trying to. Yeah. So how, how long have uh, have you been running that? When did what year did you get started? Well, actually, my first year racing was the same year they left for Australia. My <laughs> first race actually was when they were in Australia. Me and my mom went, um, and I was just on a PW50. But uh, so you missed his first race? Yep. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. that, I didn't like that, but okay. I was in Australia. I couldn't help it. All right. <laughs> And then, uh, what, what did you? Were you just hooked? Uh, how how old were you there, RJ? I was four years old. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah, 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 young. That's perspective there. That's pretty. Yeah. So, how many years have you been doing this? I'm 24 now, so 20 oh, years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming the bikes were much smaller when you were four years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. I started on a PW50, um, and then moved to a 65 Kawasaki, a 60, or then an 85 Kawasaki. And then uh, I didn't really take it serious until I would say probably. What do those numbers stand for? I mean, I. That's I'm a size, size. Yeah, Okay, size. That's, yeah. that's what I thought. I have yeah. a motorcycle. I'm, I wasn't sure. I yeah. just want to make sure. Yeah. Okay. So those are the little ones. Um, I didn't take it serious until about 85. So I would just ride for fun and we'd ride around the neighborhood and uh, my buddy Perbula's house. We'd go up there occasionally. But uh, yeah, once I got an 85s, um, my dad got me a Suzuki. And, uh, yeah, just hit it hard. was going down south with my friend Jeff Walker and uh, his family. And, uh, yeah, just practiced a bunch, and that's where it all began, really. So do you run uh, all over the place, or you just stick around here? Yeah, I, with the Walker family, we've been to Canada and then basically anywhere from here to Florida to a ton of tracks. So I've been, I've been all over. So how often do you, do you race each week? Is it just a weekend thing, or? Yeah, yeah, I I really don't race that much. I just practice and okay. ride around. It, I got a track down the road from my dad's house. Um, it's Rick Houck owns it, and it's a phenomenal sand track. Um, there's a kid there named Chris Miller. They kind of share the property, and Chris was a pro as well, very fast. And uh, I was able to ride with them guys, and Rick, out of the courtesy of his heart, he allowed us to come, and we have access to his track. So it's... Uh, Beautiful sand track, good practice, and uh, that's where I do most of my riding. I think I saw some uh, video of you getting pretty high up in the yeah. air. Yeah, <laughs> how, I'm sure. How, how uh, I mean, I'm assuming when you're four years old, you're not just shooting off of those no. jumps and flying 20 feet no. up in the air. I mean, how do you... No. How do you get yourself uh, up it, to that? It took a long time. I hated jumping. I wouldn't jump a pencil. You know, I, <laughs> I was terrified of jumping, and... Uh, just going down south with the walkers, they they really did push me and uh, made me better. I was I was terrified. I was a goon rider at that point. They'd make fun of me, and I uh, I don't know. Just hanging out with them, they were so much you know above me. I wanted to be that good. So any question I had, I'd go to them. They'd help me out, and uh, yeah, just practice, 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 and eventually I got the hang of it. But. It it did take a while. I I don't like jumping. Now I do. Now I you do. It. Yeah, yeah. I love jumping, but not not the big stuff anymore. I get hurt easier. I've taken yeah. some some falls over the years. So what's but, uh, what's uh, the the worst uh, injury you've you've suffered doing this? Uh, the worst I would say would be at Rick's house uh, <laughs> in the sand, where it's the most rough you can get. Um, so this was just a practice thing? Yeah, just a okay. practice. I was just practicing, and I came out of a corner, and there was a part of this tree branches hanging, or like a tree root hanging into the track, 
and I caught it with my foot peg and it threw the bike out sideways and I slammed into the face of the jump and it knocked me out and I was out for probably five, eight minutes or something like that. But it, uh, it twisted my vertebrae and I had S going it. My neck was messed up. My collarbone was out of place. I I had some serious internal stuff going. I peed blood. Yeah, oh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, so it was it, that was a bad one. Um, How long did it take you to recover from all that? Uh, well, I didn't see. I was in high school still, and my dad's tough. So you know, he come on, pansy, you're fine. You know, shake it <laughs> off. You go to school. So I'm going to school and. I had was wearing a book bag, and at the time, I don't know why, I kept all my books in it, and it was heavy, and finally I just couldn't take it on my back. And I told my mom that I needed to see a chiropractor or something, and uh, we went and seen a chiropractor, and he couldn't believe I was even walking on my back the way it was. And it took about three visits for him to get it all set back in place where it would stay. And uh, after that, it was it was good, but it... Uh, it was it was a long road. It, it hurt. So you got eventually you got a clean bill of health and we're hey, go go back and fly twenty feet yeah. up in the air. Again. Yeah, yeah. Or is it? Do you go higher than that? Um, the biggest jump I did is at uh, Redbud in Buchanan, Michigan, and uh, it's called the Rocco's Elite, and it's it's a triple three jump, and uh, it's about one hundred and forty feet long, and you fly probably three four stories high in the air. So yeah, it's that that would be the biggest one. Kind of a rush, uh, big rush. Yeah, big rush, <laughs> big rush. It's a rush watching it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's yeah. Pro- I'm guessing that the jumping and the flying actually isn't so bad. It's the landing that's probably the biggest yeah, it, issue sometimes. Yeah, it, and as the track gets rougher, you know, you got to pick your line and be very cautious of where the big bumps are and you know, where everybody else is going because the, the face of the jump changes, the landing changes, the corner after it, and before it changing every lap. So you gotta you got to be aware, but it, it's always a rush jump in that jump. It's- a lot of the Schroyers have been involved with circle track racing. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever thought of incorporating circle track in motorcycles and maybe doing some flat track racing? I thought about it. I, I just think, but, you know, I'm not a motorcycle yeah. guy, but I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I and some of the older guys now I see are transferring over uh-huh. and doing the circle track racing. I think it's really neat. I don't know if I'd have the skill for it because I'm not much of, I don't know how it'd be sliding a motorcycle. Um, I don't but, think he has the guts. I tried to talk him mm, into ice racing and he wouldn't yeah, do it. really? Because I've done ice racing. Ice it's fun. On, on a motorcycle. Yeah. With studs mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun it's a, that's like riding a, driving a late model with a sideboard okay motorcycle with a stud i mean it you you wouldn't think on ice they're fast but they are and they and they hook up really well now you uh ran did you run races in uh north carolina and south carolina yeah yeah both cheryl crawford murphy uh, wants you to tell us about that um when i was going for my pro license i rode at a track um so you, called, you actually have a license yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't really. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Nobody gave me a license. Yeah, you can't just show up at at a national event and and race. They you you got to be certified. Okay. That's kind of a pain Sorry, to get to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. South and uh, North Carolina. I've been to many tracks there. None that I can really recall. It was just at a period of time. We, see, to get your pro license, you have to hit a certain amount of events that are. They're called pro-ams, and they're at specific tracks on specific weekends. So you kind of have to chase after it. 
and uh, I chased after it for about a year and uh, ended up obviously getting my pro license. But um, I do remember racing in North or South Carolina. I just don't remember the name of the track. Those tracks all kind of blur together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. so many I've been to. I, I can't think of one off the top. I've been there to practice a bunch, um, and I've raced there, but I don't, I don't remember the name of the track. Okay. Uh, have you ever thought about uh, doing uh, what your dad does uh, on a full-time basis, you know, getting you know, a stock model. car or even a sprint car, you know, any kind of something with four wheels? I was just in Ron's shop today, and I seen a goat cart <laughs> okay. on the ground that I was interested in. <laughs> okay. Uh, but a late model, not yeah. not at all. No interest. Do you, ever, do you ever go watch him race? I've actually tried to drive him before, um, and I'm terrible at it. I have a video <laughs> on my Instagram that I laugh at watching because it's just – I'm going an eighth of the speed of what they do, you know, so it, it's funny, but it gave me such a greater respect for what they do, you know, and I, cause I've, I've been watching my dad. I think the first race I went to, I was two weeks old, you know, my mom. Well, you remember that, right? Real yeah. vividly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he was uh, in the grandstands of Mansfield at three weeks old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, they, uh, I've been watching them my whole life and, what you know sitting in the stands you watch and you say you know well i see this guy he's leaving it on a little bit longer or he's power breaking or anybody can do it right mm -hmm. you, yeah that's how you feel when you're sitting in the stands and when you get on the track and you're actually in the car and you have to shift it into gear and then you feel the power it puts on and when it rolls over and the g-forces it puts on your body and everything like that it's just something that a normal person wouldn't expect, you know, and I can play a video game. Great. You know, and we do lap times and stuff, just playing around and I'm comparable there, but in a, in a actual late model, there's no chance. <laughs> uh, I'm terrified of it. Honestly, maybe, yeah. maybe, uh, just a bomber or something. I, yeah, okay. definitely. Definitely. All right. We'll have to switch. I'll, right. I'll do the motorcycle thing, although I'm not sure about the jumping. The well, last week uh, I rode well, I my motorcycle home. I can tell you jumping. I was racing last week. Jumping on two wheels is highly overrated. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are your plans uh, for this year? Um, I, I would like to try for Loretta Lynn's uh, National this year. Um, what, is, what is that? for? It's uh, Loretta Lynn is the country singer. She has okay. an amateur national motocross race at, on her property, um, which I would say. Where's is her property? Tennessee, I believe. Yeah, okay. Tennessee. Yeah. Um, but it's the biggest in the world, I would say. Um, but, yeah, I would like to try for that. I've, I've made it four times and just have never went. So when is because that? of my grades and things like that. But it's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, middle of summer. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, a long while from now. But you have qualifiers and regionals. Oh, okay. And so there's like other that events that up. build up yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right now is the area qualifier time everyone's hitting their area qualifier you got to be in the top eight or seven to advance to the regional and then the same thing at the regional to make it to loretta's and they only take 40 to loretta lens so whatever class you're in you are technically the fastest 40 in that class for that year amateur wise um, and that's in the whole country okay. that's not just toledo or something like that it's right. in the whole country so have you run any qualifiers yet this year or is it uh, i have not for okay. our region they just started okay. um and we're making plans to get my suspension done uh he just got me a 2019 honda 250 um so i'm how much do those bikes weigh because aren't they they're pretty compared to a street bike they're pretty light yeah they're you're flying light. through the air yeah they're like 220 pounds yeah okay yeah so enough that you can kind of manhandle them yeah. and get them oh, where definitely. you need to go. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 
So yeah. what, where where around here are uh, any qualifiers? Uh, the nearest one I would say is probably Briarcliff, would you yeah. say? Three yeah, three and a half, four hours. Oh. Yeah, yeah, little cruise. Okay. But it's a nice track. It's hard, hard clay, which is kind of opposite of my style. I like sand. I'm just a loose sand rider, I feel, but... Um, now, how do those work? Is it uh, like just a one-night event, or is it multiple nights? Is it multiple heats? Uh, it's a weekend deal. Okay. Um, the classes I ride are 450 Pro Sport and 250 Pro Sport. and um, So those are two separate classes. Then. Yeah, two separate classes. Um, but I, they do the one on Saturday and the other one on Sunday, I, I think, to kind of keep you there. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's a two-day event either way. Okay, but how many races in each uh, do you compete in? Is it just one or do you two? Have... Two in each class. Okay, so you'd have two races on Saturday and two on Sunday, yep. and then when you, if you make it down to Loretta's, it's a whole week. You you might run one Tuesday and one Wednesday, and you never know till you get there. Well, and Loretta Lens is a three moto format, so they actually run three motos per class that you race. So. The area, the area qualifiers and the regionals are two moto formats per class, and the red lens is. Three. Then it's total points accumulated during those motos. Yeah, is that how they find the winner? Yep. Okay. Yep. And if it comes down to a draw, it uh, you you are determined off of your second moto finish. So if a guy goes two one, he out he beats a one two. Okay. So all right. Yeah. So what is do you plan on? Is this something you plan on doing for? Uh, for like the foreseeable future, I guess, uh, upcoming years. I mean, how long, how long do you see yourself doing this? Or, you know, do you uh, have other plans, or, what, or what's what's your future look like after this year? Yeah, I I've been doing a lot of thinking on what I'd like to do. Um, I got a good probably couple more years left in me to race motocross. Um, you know, competitively, I'd still be involved in the sport for sure because I love motocross, and uh, you know whatever, but. As far as racing goes, I would say just a few more years, hitting it hard. So it's not like NASCAR where you could race at 40 years old. There are guys I've seen uh, that do it, that each year uh, qualify. Competi- competitive, the, yeah. Yeah, competitive. Okay. Yeah, and there's actually been a, um, a professional. I'd like to see you two get on a motocross. Not a chance. <laughs> I know, that, but it would be fun to watch. I rode last year a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can still ride well, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you got experience, so they, yeah. you might be all right. But right. I mean, Scott, I I do I did BMX Scott once. <laughs> I don't know if that's even close. My, my <laughs> son Steve used to race BMX, and, and they had this forty and over group. And I thought I can do that. That's a piece of cake. And I was in pretty good shape, and uh, started racing BMX in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. They had uh, a jump, and it wasn't much of a jump, and I bailed at the top of it, and. <laughs> When I landed, I remember telling Stevie, when you're falling, keep your arms in, tuck and roll. And somewhere between my head and my left arm, there was a short circuit because my left arm thought it could stop me. And uh, my hand it wound seems up. It like it healed okay. My, my, my left hand wound up somewhere <laughs> far away from where it was supposed to be. And, and actually, after it healed, I raced once more just to prove that I had the balls to do it. And that was it, buddy. All right, we've got that big announcement coming up here in just a moment. Uh, I want to wrap things up with you first. Uh, is, there a, does, is there a lot of money to uh, be won in motocross? Uh, is there big purses? I mean, or is this more just like a hobby kind of thing? Ask Jeremy McGrath. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the guys making the big money. I, I would say where I'm at, I don't really make any money doing it. Just 
enough to put back into it to keep having fun. You know, the guys that I'm or some of the guys that I'm racing against, they have a lot of money invested in aftermarket parts and haulers and gear and everything like that. And we're just having fun going to the races and, you know, enjoying our time there, still being competitive because I'm not the type to just show up and get want to be last. You know, I want to win just as bad as everybody else. And um, so, you know, we I mean, we put money into pipes i got a friend uh todd stafer who helps me out a ton um we got pipes on the bike and um radiator braces and things like that to you know upgrade it and make it better but um the biggest thing right now is just getting suspension on it and i think we're you know right where we need to be and just keep practicing and so how, um, how many hours a week or do you spend uh working on the bike me not very many <laughs> okay. i'll be honest man i'll be honest he's got he a crew does most of okay it. i got right. you. yeah yeah, and he, is make, it a, is he it, makes money at it because Dad spends gotcha. the money, and then he makes <laughs> right, it. Right, right. <laughs> but I mean, is it uh, so the kid goes to the pay window? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, and then does he ever like when we're riding home here, Dad? Here's twenty. No. <laughs> here, Dad. This this gas is on me. No, it doesn't no. happen. No. But does it take as much uh, work to maintain a, a motorcycle as it would, uh, uh, you know, running a weekly late model? Um. Yes and no. Um, like like his race bike right now, I've got it tore right down to the frame, grease and all the bearings, and so they they do. There is a lot of upkeep to them, and it's not like a late model where you you work on it and then you park it for until the next race, because you've got well he's actually got three bikes, but you've got your practice bike that you ride almost every day, so you're working on it every day. Then your race bike, you you keep it good just for racing, so there's a lot of work to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that. So, well, I appreciate uh, both of you guys coming in. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah. Learning, appreciate uh, it. More, yeah. more about the shore. I feel like I know a little bit more about uh, motorcycle race or uh, motocross. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about the the Loretta person. And, I don't and know maybe country. maybe one day we'll. <laughs> I don't know much about it either. Okay. But <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe one day we'll see RJ racing flat track bikes at uh, Wasion. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. No, they do that um, at the fairgrounds. How about, Big deal. How about we've been teasing this long now? How about we do this uh, big announcement uh, that, for Dirty uh, Thursday? Dirty Thursday or uh, the Dirty Asphalt? What was it? I forget now. Getting dirty on the asphalt. Okay. You want you want to talk about it? Or you want me to? Because I was uh, go, talking go to Chris, like uh, Chris ahead. Mize of Sunduski Speedway, contacted me. Uh, it was about five o'clock tonight, and was right. like, "You're." Uh, your partner there is going to get his way or something like that. And I'm like, what are, what are you talking about? And he's like, I'm thinking about running dirt late models on uh, the half-mile asphalt as part of the, was it the Calvacade, I think it was? Yes. The Thursday night before that. Actually, Scott, the way it started, a customer came in this <laughs> afternoon and said, hey, did you see that New Smyrna down uh, near Daytona Beach is running dirt cars on the asphalt uh, in June? He said, you want to go? I said, Florida in June? Nah. <laughs> but you know and then we got just you know as racers do we we were talking about well maybe we could do it around here and uh and chris was uh open to that he, did you call him or something or? actually i i messaged him on facebook okay. and i i think it lit him up and uh you know we tried a couple different dates and and tried not to uh conflict with anything too much and their cavalcade is uh uh, October first weekend in October. Yeah, fourth, fifth, and sixth, I think. And uh, 
He said, well, what about if we did something on the Thursday before, which would be October 3rd? And uh, it seemed to work real well with everybody's schedule. And uh, I bounced it off of a couple of racers and got a lot of uh, good feedback. My calendar's open. I just checked. All right. Are those late models with the wings? No, no. This UMP is just, rules. UMP, okay. UMP rules. So race it on Saturday, race it on Thursday. Um, yeah, we, hmm. we we were playing to a bigger audience than just the Run What You Brung cars. So uh, that could draw Oakshade late models, Wayne County late models, Attica late models, maybe some dirt or some uh, Michigan guys. Oh, absolutely. And uh, then Chris asked. I don't asked, think there's much else going on. Well, nothing really is going to be on on a Thursday. So. Chris asked me what I thought about uh, some support divisions, and we bounced around. And this was like literally two minutes before we came on the air tonight, right? We, we bounced around uh, <laughs> Fremont trucks and compacts, and I told him I liked it. Um, and uh, just you were be- trying to throw in some bombers. Just, be- just before, just before we came on the air, uh, we talked again about allowing the Oakshade bombers to uh, either put a two-barrel carburetor on or disconnect the uh, back two barrels of the of their four-barrel carbur of their car- four-barrel carburetors. So Chris wants to know if he should call. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and give us a call. We'll- we, we love our buddy Chris. <laughs> He's the the. Uh, the guy that the race director at, of uh, Sandusky yeah. Speedway, yeah. So, yeah, and I was excited. I was like, this sounds cool. Oh, this is great. Dirt late models on asphalt. That, this could be interesting. Dirt tires or asphalt tires? Dirt tires. UMP dirt tires. rolls. Regular dirt. Uh, uh, my suggestion would probably be LM40s on the right side, uh, but regular LM tires. Now, I wonder if hmm. this would be a uh, if this would be a, a kind of race where they'd run it if the uh, – track was moist because like they did uh, last year with the the fremont trucks and they were excited about going out because the modifieds i guess didn't want to go out because the track was moist and uh yeah so um, it doesn't have to be the best weather right chris in case you uh it's like a 30 second delay so oh okay he should be calling anytime he's probably yeah you gotta find a phone 419 <laughs> So, yeah, UMP rules, dirt late models uh, at Sandusky Speedway on October 3rd. The name is still being tossed around. Right. We, we getting ki- dirty we on ki- the asphalt or we, we dirty Thursday. We kicked around the payoff. He wants um, to have that uh, nail salon we talked about when Chris was here as yeah, the sponsor, absolutely. which goes along with the dirty part. So Yeah, we uh, we kicked around the payoff, and we were thinking for the late models, like 1500 to win, 200 to start. So it would be respectable and it's on a night when nothing else is running and i told him you know that's our show is on thursday nights though when we do it live so maybe we would have to do it live from out there i don't know i guess we got some time to figure that out oh he needs the number to call didn't he i thought you gave it to him i thought i did 419-214-0925 like or i could have just called him i suppose um while we're waiting for uh, Chris to call, um, let's. Uh, oh, he's calling now. Let's. Uh, or somebody's calling. Hammer down race report. Who's this? Gentlemen, how are you? Pretty good. It sounds like Chris. Just want to make it sure. <laughs> getting down, getting dirty on the asphalt on Dirty Thursday with hand jobs as the main sponsor. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I love it. You just wanted uh, to find some way to work in that sponsor, right? Uh, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, love it. Have you cleared it with those folks yet? <laughs> no. They okay. But <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about just the sponsorship. You're the, yeah, not yeah. the actual event. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The actual event. You know, it took what, around about... Uh, 45 minutes for this dog? I, I think so. It was just one of those brainstorming <laughs> sessions where everything clicked. Well, when I was at South Georgia Motorsports Park in Valdosta, Georgia, we had a half-mile asphalt track, and uh, we had a drag strip, too. But we ran, under the National Late Model Series rules, dirt dirt late models on uh, on that track. And I'm telling you, I think I said something back at the, around the hangover time to you guys phenomenal i mean the the speeds and we had them on asphalt tires of course uh, the old goodyears back then 10 inch tire but it's a totally different uh, um for asphalt fans it's just it's something totally different to watch you know if you got 16 of these guys out there it's a phenomenal show i just and, figured out why ron's excited about this why because of the dirt late model racers there's not many of them that have run their dirt late model on asphalt Ron's got years of experience. Uh, I've got there. a couple laps there. Yeah, yeah. fourteen wins. Yeah, <laughs> but you know it, it fits in, <laughs> and I think you know dirt, dirt fans are a lot different than asphalt fans. But um, you know a lot of dirt fans, they, you know asphalt's for getting there, all that story. You know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, never heard and, that. <laughs> and the thing of it is, is <clears throat> Thursday night with, with dirt fans. With asphalt fans nowadays, to get them there during the week and stuff, it, it kind of you know it becomes a chore. But with dirt fans, they don't care. Well, the They'll one come. thing, Chris, the one thing I thought about was this is sort of a prelude to your uh, cavalcade race, yeah. and and there's a lot of people that plan that weekend way in advance. So we just need to convince them to move their plans up one day, and and I think it can be huge. Well, I think it'll be real huge. We normally, you know, last year when we practiced on Friday, and like, you know, Mother Nature isn't being good to anybody right now, but, you know, it was bad to us last year. We had, you know, we had a lot of cars there for practice, so you're right. You know, this can turn into Thursday night. People are coming in Friday morning and stuff. They'll come Thursday night and they get this show, you know, and, and what I, you know, just sitting here in the last four hours, uh, three hours, I don't even think it's been that long. You know, the dirt trucks, and then you called right before you went on air, and I said, well, heck, yeah, let's do that. You know, I, yeah. And what I was also sitting there thinking is uh, I'd love nothing better than bring your front-wheel drive guys in and have dirt versus asphalt front-wheel drive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and, you know, the thing of it is is it gets something, it, it gives dirt fans and asphalt fans something different to look at with good racing. And I'm telling you, I, I really believe or I wouldn't, I wouldn't have jumped on it so quick. That watching them cars down in South Georgia week after week, <coughs> excuse me, and the speeds they carried <coughs> and the racing they did was, you know, that you guys kick the going to the corners and it kicks up like almost like you're on dirt, and it's just a different sight. And I think this will be a great, huge show. That, yeah, I think it'll draw in uh, dirt fans uh, to your track, and maybe yeah. uh, you know some of your regular fans of you know. <laughs> get introduced to some of the the dirt cars well let's face it you know you, you got no offense to nobody you got a couple you know older racers sitting in the studio right now <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to watch how i worded that be no, careful you 
to come in, but veteran, you know, veteran drivers, veteran drivers. You got a couple of veteran drivers there, and, and they'll tell you, you know, things fifteen years ago, you know, are a lot different now with with fans, and, and you know, if you, I wanted to put, I've always wanted to do this up in Ohio because you know we did it in South Georgia, but you you bringing in a whole another demographic of fans mixing and, and I think it's very important. I mean, you know, with with the way short track racing it were the state of it's at with asphalt to to start with and, you know, some of that overflows into the, the dirt track programs. They're not hit they're not hit quite as hard yet, but uh you know, a good mix like this can bring can bring a lot back into into short track racing. This could turn in honestly this could turn into be a marquee show. Yeah. Chris, uh, our, our good friend Scott Schultz uh, from Toledo and Flat Rock Speedways has always said that stupid sells. Now, not, not, that I'm calling <laughs> this, not that I'm calling this a stupid idea or anything, but it's just so diverse that I think it could sell really well uh, to the fans and the racers. It's something very different. Uh, st- stupid? No. You know what? He's right, though. I've done some stupid things in my life that have worked well in this industry and, uh, you know, done some things that you, you think out real for a long time and take a week or two to decide and it's failed. And some of the better things that I've done in my career has taken about an hour, hour and a half. To just, just shoot from the hip. Right. And that's like the modified deal that we have on that Cavalcade weekend. It was a huge success last year. You know, me and Kevy Jaycox are riding around the track. Hey, why don't we do this? Yeah, yeah. Runs up to the house, and next thing you know, we're announcing it. It took about an hour and a half, and we had that whole modified, you know, race last year. Uh, and it was a huge success. So, you know, I really thank you, Ron, for, for because this is something that I've thought about for a long time. That's why I jumped it so quick when you brought it up to me. Hell, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So we just got to decide what kind of tires you're running. Right, and, and we'll discuss that. Uh, we won't make that announcement tonight because I don't think either one of us are no. are prepared to do that. So th- this is this is just a few hours old. This whole idea, yeah. uh, this whole thing uh, coming together real quick. Now, uh, I understand things could probably change, but what are you looking at? You're looking at running uh, dirt late models. The dirt late models. It'd be uh, what Ron said. UMP late model okay. rules and. and uh, We'll stick to that. No asphalt late models be allowed to run. But, uh, you know, dirt late models under them rules, and, and then we'll go with, the. I think, what you guys are suggesting. The Fremont we'll go, trucks? and uh, Yeah, the, I haven't uh, talked to any of them okay. yet, but I guess we'll announce it right now. Yeah, I'd like to have the <laughs> Fremont trucks and you guys from Oakshade without, you know, two-barrel or, or unplugged two. Okay. And then I really would like to put together uh, the you know, front-wheel drive. Yeah, the compact. Form, yeah. Uh, you know, battle battle of the tracks, dirt versus asphalt. Well, and I think that could work real well. Right, and, and a lot of our renegade guys, uh, you know, a lot of them dirt, a lot of the dirt tracks that run front wheel drives, uh, the rules are kind of opened up. You know, they're pretty free with the rules, and that's the way we are at Sandusky with our renegade series. The renegade stock series is is opened up pretty much. So, you know, this could be a huge event. Yeah, that's why I'm. It's, yeah, three classes already on a Thursday night. It's going to be. Uh, I mean, you got a lot of cars uh, that you could be tapping into coming from all over in all those classes. With, with plenty of time to promote this. Yeah. The cool thing about the dirt guys versus your, your the uh, main event type cars that uh, have raced there for a long time, uh, the dirt guys don't know where they can't race on the track, so that part can get exciting. Right, and the thing about you guys is you 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 know. 
we we watch late models and street stocks and that get sideways at you know, Sandusky, and we're like, oh, God, he's going to lose it. You guys love it. You know, that's why you <laughs> tell people, you know, like when I was up there the last time, the Fremont trucks come out when I was wet. Aren't you worried about them getting set? That the hell, they like that. That's it. <laughs> you know, they're not comfortable <laughs> they, being they, sideways. They're feeling like it's home. <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you you see that. I mean, it, that'll be part of the excitement, I think, that the fans, uh, you know, uh, will get is, is even on asphalt. You know, a lot of you guys will, will throw that that rear out a little bit and, chuck you know, right yeah <laughs> well yeah. and my son steve did yeah. and yeah. yeah yeah but you had big sideboard you're used to running with the big sideboard this might be a little oh, different no, I, I have the i've run rules. that race several times with without regular late okay. model configuration before we decided to build a board well definitely yeah. looking uh, forward to this chris and uh, i know you're this is just coming together just now so uh, keep us updated on everything uh, going on with that and uh, we'll we'll yeah, do our best to, to once again, I, I really, you know, I really appreciate Ryan calling me today. And, and But I really do, I said it before, and I'm not trying to put some sucker bites on you there, Scott, but we really do appreciate what you guys do with this show for racing. I appreciate it. I, when you sent me that message, I thought you were just messing with me because you wanted to uh, get the hand jobs uh, nail salon yeah, thing in there. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're just messing with me. Okay. you got to admit, that was pretty good. That was I good, yeah. yeah. I said, hey, you better watch my Facebook Live. <laughs> So uh, this weekend, uh, are things uh, still on schedule for the the season opener? As of right now, um, we kind of were looking at a decision today. We got our demo derby planned, and you know we'll we'll come out tomorrow. We're probably gonna, whether rain or shine, we're probably gonna still go ahead with that demo derby on Saturday. So, all right, you know, um, we'll make that decision this week because you know how april is in ohio and it, it they could call for 100 percent and the sun be out so we'll make that on saturday afternoon you know the decision about the racing aspect of it but the way it looks right now our demo derby will go forward green or shine cool all right good luck with right, your guys. first part of the season and uh, boy sure looking forward to that october race <laughs> all right thanks a lot guys yeah, yeah bad, Chris. Good thanks Bye. chris mize there from uh, sandusky speedway on that uh, big you didn't kill it. Oh, I hit the wrong button. I think you still did. Yeah. Well, it, it'll there it goes. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> the dirty, dirty something, dirty Thursday or uh, getting dirty on the asphalt, uh, whatever that's going to be. It's October third, Sandusky Speedway, part of that uh, cavalcade weekend. Dirt late models will be the headliner, and uh, Fremont Trucks and Oakshade Bombers are with with a halfway invited. decent payoff. And then the, the compact or the four cylinders, you know, a dirt and asphalt for the the four cylinder so that'd be pretty cool i'm looking forward to that and that could change there could be some other things uh, worked out because like you said i think this is what like four hours old this baby is (laughs) so there you go wells fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money a wells fargo cd account where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Um, we haven't done this in a while, and I know we're running a little late, but uh, we haven't done our uh, how many. We used to do that. How many How many times? cars? This weekend, I thought uh, we would uh, go with the area tracks around here. Seven total we're talking about. This would be Attica, Toledo, Oakshade, Fremont, Sandusky, Eldora, 
and Flat Rock. Those are the seven tracks. Of those seven, how many are going to run this weekend? We'll two. let you pick first. Two. Roddy picks two. Ooh. Go ahead, RJ. Two is pretty strong. I'll give it three. Three, okay. Just to be different, but there's not going to be many. It's calling for a lot of rain. This Eldora weekend. was on that? Eldora is on that, yeah. And remember, they moved their start <laughs> time to two, 2 o'clock. Out of seven. Out of seven tracks. I'm going to take four, but only because two and three were taken. <laughs> well, then I'll go with one. I'll take the other. You want in on this, Kathy? Yeah, goose egg. Goose egg, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good guess. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. <laughs> well, if it was last weekend, you would have won. So, yeah. so uh, speaking of uh, upcoming races, we'll have our uh, weekend uh, weather pit stop right after this. Uh, Attica is scheduled to go tomorrow night. Of course, the spring nationals that got rained out last weekend. It was supposed to be a two-day show. Uh, now condensed into one. With the uh, All-Star 410 Sprints, the UMP Late Models, and 305s. Uh, gates open at 4, racing at 745. General admission is $22 for that. If the weatherman weatherman uh, works with us, that'll be an awesome show. That will end. Well, no spoiler alerts. Uh, Toledo Speedway will be in action on uh, Saturday, hopefully. Saturday afternoon-ish, evening-ish. Uh, the Hemelgarn Racing Super Fitness Rally Beal Classic presented by Auto Value Bumper-to-Bumper Parts Stores featuring the USAC Silver Crown Series. They're going to go 100 laps. Non-wing sprint cars going 50 laps plus vintage race car exhibition and open-wheel racers reunion. Pits open at 2 o'clock, uh, front gate at 2.15, and racing at 6 for that. The walleye are still tied. That's what you're looking at. <laughs> what was that? Walleye are still tied. That's okay. Walleye in Cincinnati. Uh, hockey there. Uh, Oakshade going to kick off their season, hopefully, on uh, Saturday night with a Bill Reckner Memorial. That's going to be uh, featuring sportsman bombers and compacts and possibly some late models hot lapping, checking things out. Is your car ready? Not yet. Okay. Motor still? Uh, it may be there now. Okay. If not, it'll be there in the morning. Gates scheduled to open at Oakshade at 4 o'clock, racing at 7. General admission is 12 bucks. Uh, $2 off general admission. Uh, for opening night there, thanks to, I think it was J.D. and Sons Trucking. Right. Fremont Speedway, uh, supposed to be back in action. Level performance, Gressman Power Sports fan favorite night. That's uh, Saturday night, featuring the 410s, 305s, and the dirt trucks. Gates open at 4, racing at 7, general admission 15 bucks there. Sandusky Speedway, as we mentioned, uh, scheduled to have their official season opener on Saturday night as well. Supposed to run the street stocks, Lake Erie Stock Series, Renegades, Beginner Stocks, and then the Demo Derby and Power Wheel Demo Derby that uh, Chris talked about on the phone there a little bit ago. Gate scheduled to open at 3, racing at 7. General admission is 10 bucks for that. And Eldora, as we mentioned earlier, uh, just changing their uh, start time for their 66th season opener. Uh, Saturday afternoon is going to be at 2 o'clock now. Gates will open at 11 a.m. They have the American Late Model Series event, 5,000 to win for that. The NRA Sprint Invaders, Dirt Car, UMP Modifieds, Eldora Stocks, uh, all in action, and $19 general admission for that. Reserve ticks are uh, 24 bucks if you want to reserve a seat. And I, I believe the uh, all, the American Late Model Series running, uh, is it I-96 on Friday night? I-96 Friday. I, I think that's the season opener for them, Correct. 25th season opener for them. And then Sunday afternoon, this is the seventh track. I told you there were seven. Yeah. Flat Rock Speedway is scheduled to get things going with the Motor City 200. That's a Sunday afternoon event featuring the CRA JEG Series late models going 100 laps. The CRA Junior late models, 25 laps. That's scheduled to be the very first race. I saw a young lady 
uh, they had on their website is going to be running the CRA Junior Late Model. All right. ICAR All-Star Modifieds also in action, 75 laps for that. That all totals up to that. 200 racing schedule start at 2 p.m., and uh, hopefully it doesn't uh, snow. Lima Land uh, not scheduled to start till the following Friday. They may be the smart one of the bunch. Yeah. Right? Um, how about we check out our uh, weekend uh, weather pit stop? Sounds good. With a uh, special guest. Uh, it's my crew chief. Really? Did it, yeah. So let's see how this works out here. Hi, this is Robin with your weekend weather pit stop racing weather report. Attica, watch out. Friday night is going to be cold and really, really breezy. So you might want to bring your heavy coat gloves and prepare for that uh, northwest wind. Saturday's looking a little iffy for those running on Saturday night. Eldora, Toledo, Fremont, Oakshade, and Sandusky. The later night races might catch some rain. Um, it's going to be still really, really cold. So once again, if we do get to race, bring your heavy jackets, maybe even some umbrellas. And on Saturday, it looks like it's going to be a little bit on the diffy side in the morning with some rain, possible snow showers. But towards the evening, I think it's going to get better. So uh, high of about 55 on Sunday. Uh, high on Saturday, about 56. And Friday night, it's just going to be cold. There you go. Yuck. <laughs> Not the most racer-friendly forecast. That's uh, straight from WTOL uh, as well. You know, so. I used to really like Yeah. Well, maybe that's why uh, Ryan Weekman didn't uh, yeah. record my forecast this week. Could be. Well, that and I also sent it over to him a little bit too late. But uh, that's uh, that's Ro- Robin. She can fill in any time. She yeah. did a good job. Okay. Yeah. We took a, took about four takes, but yeah, really, we, we got it eventually. <laughs> it's all good. Um, that's uh, yeah. That's gonna do it for this edition of the uh, Hammer Down Racing Report. It's the white flag number eighty three. Flag. This is eighty one. Eighty one. Yeah, not okay. eighty three yet. Okay. Number eighty one. Next week will be eighty two, and uh, next week on the show we are going to have uh, Cap Henry. We'll be talking to him. Sprint, Sprint car, car racer extraordinaire. Yeah. The uh, winner of the I believe it was the very first uh, Attica Fremont Championship Series four ten right. feature event a few weeks ago. So, talk to him. It'll be exciting, I'm sure. Scott, Lots of I, exciting things uh, coming up uh, in the next few weeks. I too. hear music. I think they're yeah. telling us we've got to go. Yeah, that, them. It's those them people. Yeah. Uh, make sure to uh, give Ron Miller Race Cars a call. 734-856-7223. Help him support the Ron Miller Race Cars studio. And all of our live streaming options now. Uh, don't forget to visit our website, hammerdownracerreport.com. Uh, you can always email me, scotthammer at iheartmedia.com. If you have any show ideas or uh, some things you want us to cover. Or if you want sponsorship information. Or just bring us pizza. There, I like that. <laughs> Dean. <laughs> no. So that's it for uh, on behalf of uh, Ron Miller and uh, the Schroyers. Thank you guys for coming in, Roddy yeah. and, uh, and RJ. Thanks for good, sitting there good pushing good. the button, Scott. Yeah. You've... I got like too much going on. It's like mission control. Yeah. So you can uh, fly the space shuttle. Yeah, I gotta figure out how to end the show now. I I think it's this button and then I do some other things. So we're out. See you next week. Goodbye. Seven o'clock live next Thursday. You have been listening to the Hammered Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. 
Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 